Hello, co-journeyers, and welcome back to The Truth So Help Me Good. I am your host, Barbara Landry, and together we explore some of the bigger questions about this journey we call life. With inspiration from my upcoming memoir, The Truth So Help Me Good. Welcome to Episode 6. On Saturday morning, I woke up to begin preparing this podcast and wrote the following. I want to say Happy Hanukkah to all my Jewish friends and co-journeyers. Lighting the menorah for eight days is meant to be a reminder of the miracle that resulted a long time ago when there was only a small amount of oil available to keep the eternal lamp in the temple going and instead of one day, it lasted for eight. It is a reminder that sometimes when we need something the most, it can come to us in ways that we least expect. It is a reminder that miracles do happen. Even though the holidays of Hanukkah and Christmas are meant to be inspiring and uplifting, They can also be an incredibly challenging time if we don't feel like we want to be seen, if showing up brings feelings of self-doubt and insecurity, when we just don't have the energy to have to hide our feelings of sadness and maybe even shame. This certainly was the case for me for many years, especially when it came to feelings of shame. And that is as far as I got before it was time to meet my daughter Liza for a yoga class. To be absolutely honest, I was praying for a miracle to get some inspiration as to what else I could say in this podcast, which was immediately followed by my inner critic whispering in my ear saying, who are you to even do a podcast? What do you have to say that someone else hasn't already said? It's not the first time my inner critic has shared these feelings with me. In fact, it has happened every time I begin to prepare an episode. It feels important to add that even when I am feeling self-doubt like I was on Saturday morning, at the same time, I have a sense that the universe will deliver to me the inspiration that I am looking for. I know this from past experience, that as long as I have faith and trust and show up, the help I need will reveal itself. So off I went to yoga. When I pulled into the parking lot, I saw my daughter's car there and thought, How lucky am I that I get to meet my daughter for a yoga class. As I entered the studio, I saw Liza standing at the counter. She was talking to Julianne, one of the yoga teachers who is incredibly loving and supportive and who is aware of my podcast. Julianne turned to me as I took off my jacket and shoes in the lobby and exclaimed, I am so deep into your podcasts right now. 
my first thought was, oh my God. Then she proceeded to put her hands on her heart and I thought I saw tears in her eyes. I was blown away. We hugged and I started to cry. As she continued on, I went in for another hug. I wanted to take it all in and make sure I was really receiving the blessing that she was giving me. Then another of my yoga teachers came over for a group hug, all of which was witnessed by my daughter. I told Julianne that I had started to write a new podcast before coming and that I questioned myself and its value and that her feedback was such a gift. Liza then proceeded to tell her that I do this with every episode. And then she shared how I always ask her to listen to my podcast before I send it out. And that she has been curious about how someone who doesn't know me will receive it. That for her, this is what she was raised on. Another gift beyond measure from my daughter. We entered the studio and settled in. Liza and I caught up until it was time for class to begin. Happy Hanukkah, said the instructor. Hanukkah is about miracles. And then she proceeded to read a poem by Walt Whitman about miracles. At that point, I wanted to laugh out loud. Hadn't I just written about Hanukkah and miracles less than an hour before? Hadn't I just written that miracles come in a way that we least expect? Clearly, it was time to ask my inner critic to please take a seat. I am sharing this story with you, not because I want you to know that Julianne loves my podcast or that Liza thinks I am a cool mom, although I am so moved and grateful for both of those things. I tell you this because none of it would have happened if I had not walked in the door to receive it. Julianne may still have had the experience of my podcast, and Liza may still appreciate the lessons she has learned from me over the years. But without my willingness to show up, I would not have had the experience of the miracle to receive their experience of me. This is really important to me because for a long time in my life, I did not show up. I was so full of shame that I did not have the courage or the desire to be seen. Brene Brown, in her book, Daring Greatly, talks about the importance of being vulnerable in order to deepen connection and have a whole-hearted life with one another. She also tells us that one of the major obstacles to being vulnerable 
is shame. She defines shame as the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. She also tells us that it it is something we all experience. Just for clarification, she explains that the difference between guilt and shame is this. When we say, I did something bad, that is guilt. It is directed toward our actions. When we say, I am bad, that is shame, and it is directed at the self. Shame is something that has been with me for a very long time. In the early 60s, it was not the norm to have parents who divorced. Being Jewish did not help, as the young kids I played with in the neighborhood thought that it was the Jews who killed Christ. And the experience of sexual abuse in my youth caused me to feel that I was bad. It prevented me from wanting to be seen for fear that everyone would know just how bad I was. Unfortunately, this caused me to seek isolation and seclusion, to hide, and in so doing, I traded my fear of being seen for loneliness. It is ironic that one of my favorite songs while I was growing up was Barbara Streisand's People. It played like a soundtrack when I visited my grandparents, and I had a deep sense of longing for a world where there was no hunger and thirst by first being a person who needed people. I wanted it so badly but could not get over my shame enough to have the connections with people that I longed for. Brene Brown tells us that shame thrives on secrecy, silence, and judgment. The antidote to shame is empathy and exposing it to the light of day rather than keeping it hidden in the darkness. It is my hope and prayer that by bringing my shame into the light, by writing about it, I can be seen because we are all people who need people. I would like to close this episode by sharing the lyrics of the song People as written by Bob Merrill. People, people who need people are the luckiest people in the world. Where children needing other children and yet Letting our grown-up pride hide all the need inside. 
acting more like children than children. Lovers are very special people. They're the luckiest people in the world. With one person, one very special person, a feeling deep in your soul says you were half, now you're whole. No more hunger and thirst. But first, be a person who needs people. People who need people are the luckiest people in the world. Thank you, co-journeyers, for listening. I look forward to being with you again soon. Take care and be well.